AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Friday, February 5th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. When it comes to women in the workforce during the pandemic, the numbers don't tell the full story. Since the pandemic began, women have lost 5.4 million jobs and nearly 2.1 million women have left the workforce entirely. There are many reasons why women have been squeezed out, but one thing is sure, the effects will be long-lasting. Angela Garbez, contributor to The Cut and author of Like a Mother, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, Angela. Thanks for having me, Oscar. We've seen how the pandemic has been affecting our everyday lives. Uh, Obviously, when it comes to the virus itself, we've seen it disproportionately affect communities of color. And on the economic front also, we've also seen it really impact women when it comes to the workforce. You know, we've long seen throughout this whole process how mothers have had to cut back on hours or just quit their jobs entirely because they had to stay home with their kids when they're doing remote learning. We've seen other studies, too, kind of reflect some of how important that could be, because if women jump out of the workforce, sometimes it's harder for them to get back in. Angela, you wrote a story for The Cut just talking about how tough this is. There's some statistics in there and then some of your own personal story as well. So uh, help us walk through some of that. I mean, I really think the pandemic is exposing it's worsening things that we already have, you know, structural failings. You know, women are already making, you know, like 70 cents to a dollar, right? And we've never valued domestic work, which is disproportionately falls on women's shoulders. And we don't pay people for that, even though that care work is the essential work that makes every other kind of work possible. So in the pandemic, what we're seeing, though, is that, you know, it's not much of a choice. If your child care center is closed, you know, whether you work in an ICU or you work in a grocery store, you can't leave your child alone. That's an impossible thing. And, and the thing about it is, but you also can't afford to not work. So these are really impossible choices that people are forced to make. I really take issue with the way that sometimes things are framed where women are stepping back 
from the workforce, you know, or leaving the workforce. What's really happening is that women and mothers are being forced out. You could say it's like being thrown off of a building, right? We're being squeezed out of the workforce. It's this, you know, experts call it a constrained choice, but in many ways, it's not a choice at all. When you have to choose between caring for your children and ensuring the survival of them or making money, you know, like this is a problem that we've set up. Like to me, it's not a sign of a healthy society when people are forced to make those choices. And so what have we seen through this pandemic, the millions of jobs lost since this all started? I think uh, according to the National Women's Law Center, 5.4 million jobs have been lost by women since the pandemic began and nearly 2.1 million women have left the labor force entirely. So at that point, they're not really counted in unemployment statistics. And, uh, you know, right. this could have other effects to just kind of uh, the I, I, you know, women being in the workforce and, and those numbers that we yeah. get. Yeah. So 5.4 million jobs that have been lost by women. Those are mainly, so women and women of color, I should say specifically, are overrepresented in service and hospitality. So those sectors have been decimated by the pandemic. And let's also talk about how many of those jobs are not going to come back. We're talking about businesses and small businesses closing. You know, and 2.1 million women leaving the workforce, they are no longer actively looking for work. They are not counted in unemployment statistics. Like, this is an immediate problem, but this is also a long-term problem. These jobs, like I said, are not going to come back. And even before the pandemic, women overwhelmingly leave the workforce to do caretaking. And that's both for children, also for aging parents. For relatives, right? Studies have shown consistently they have a harder time getting back in the work- workforce and then they come back to lower wages. So okay. that's going to happen here again, too. So the damage is really long term. It's going to be, we're back at employment levels for women right now. The last time the employment levels for women were this low was 1986. So wow. we've yeah. undone decades of progress, which was small at best. And so I think, you know, we're going to be seeing this is going to affect, you know, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime devastation. And I think that we don't talk about that enough. And, you know, numbers are one thing, you know, like when you are talking about numbers like 5.4, 2.1, there's almost the scale of that is like kind of incomprehensible. And I think we sort of become numb to it in a way, in the same way that we become numb to 400,000 people have died of COVID, right? Or like 3,000 people die every day. Right. I think what gets lost when we talk about statistics is like when we're talking about 2.1 million people leaving, that's like millions of individual people choosing between paying their rent, right, or caring for their kids or paying between rent and groceries, right? People like there's just this tremendous amount of grief, lost sense of identity and self-esteem when you can't work, right, or just feeling like you're failing as a parent because you don't have the patience and you're so stressed, right? right? And so one of the things that I wanted to do when you talked about, like, in the article that I wrote, I brought in some of my own experience because we need to hold space for those stories. It's easy to report statistics. It's easier to lose sight of, you know, this is devastating people personally, individually, emotionally, psychologically. And we just, you know, I don't feel like we're talking about that enough. Like, this is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> and, and devastating and, our economy and it's devastating people's lives. You're right. And for a lot of people, like a lot of things that have been going on with the pandemic, a lot of people have gotten sick. We know that. But a lot of people have not gotten sick and it doesn't sink in for them. You know, if you don't know somebody yeah. personally that might have gotten sick. And, and this is kind of the same thing. You know, it doesn't sink in for you if your family hasn't been affected this way, if your mom had to stop working to take care of the kids or your wife had to stop working to take care of the kids, things like that. And it's not just, you know, that sense of it. You know, there's all sorts of other things for reasons why 
women, as you mentioned, got maybe got forced out of the workforce. I mean, this all of this kind of put together, as you mentioned, just will have long-lasting effects on all of this. Final question, how, how are you doing in your endeavor? I know you were trying to release a book, things like that, things that you had to put on hold because of the pandemic. It's been really hard. I was supposed to turn in a book manuscript this summer. Um, I pushed it back a full year. I'll put a number on it because I don't think we do that enough. You know, I've lost probably $40,000 in income this year. I'm fortunate because we have my husband's income that we can live off of, which is money is tight. But I mean, I'm doing okay. And I think this is another thing that's really hard is that this is hard on everyone, right? And I think sometimes because like I have a certain amount of privilege and comfort, you kind of are self-conscious because you know there is somebody out there who has it worse. But I think we need to acknowledge like there, yes, there are people, this is like leaving them destitute, people, you know, homeless, ill, dead, like that is real. And like, let us never deny that level, but it is so hard on everybody. And like, we have a right to that grief and we have a right to talk about how hard it is. Thank you for asking how I am. Um, I'm like... I'm getting by, you know, like everyone. <laughs> right. And and I'm just hoping, you know, that these conversations and bringing up these issues, you know, we can address some of those problems a little bit more. They're not personal problems. They're structural failings. We have been like failed by our government. So, right. Angela Garbez, yeah. contributor to The Cut and author of Like a Mother. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.